Well, hey church, I hope you are feeling great today and a happy Valentine's Day to all you lovebirds out there. Husbands, I hope you went for a grand romantic gesture this morning, breakfast in bed or something. Yes, it's an overly commercialized holiday promoted to increase the sale of cards and flowers and chocolates, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with a bit of romance. In fact, the Bible tells us, doesn't it, that husbands should love their wives as Christ loves the church. So that means that our love needs to be sacrificial. It, needs, it means that we need to pursue our wives. Let me ask you this, when was the last time you took your wife on a date? Lockdown is no excuse, gents. I encourage you, have a movie night with a chick flick instead of some superhero apocalyptic movie, unless of course that is what she's into. Cook her favourite dinner or get a takeaway if your culinary skills aren't up to much. But be creative, make her feel special, make her feel loved and you will thank me later. Anyway, what are we going to talk about today? So we did a, a whole series last summer on prayer, looking into individual characters throughout scripture and, and moments in their lives when they prayed. And then there's one prayer that we didn't include in that series, and it's, it's tucked away in, in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, and it, it's so short that you would be forgiven for missing it. But we're going to look at this prayer, even though it's just two lines, we're going to look at this prayer over the next three or four weeks. So why don't I read it to you? It's found in 1 Chronicles chapter 4, starting at verse 9. It says, Jabez was more honourable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called upon the God of Israel. Here's the prayer, the tiny little prayer, saying, Oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my border, and that your hand might be with me, so that you would keep me from harm, so that it might not bring me pain. And then it goes on to say that God granted his request. This little prayer, this, this one-liner, it, it seems almost insignificant because of, of how short it is, but I, I think it's inspiring. It's a bold prayer. It's, it's challenging. You know, one of the things that, that really makes this prayer stand out, aside from the, the brevity of it all, is that it's found in amongst nine chapters of genealogy. Now, I don't know if you've ever tried to read the Bible from cover to cover, but what you'll find is that there are large portions of Scripture that have been given over to genealogies. Lists of name after name after name, which you can be forgiven for thinking is incredibly dull and you just want to kind of skip over the pages to get to the good stuff. But but whilst it might seem boring on the surface, actually what we find in these first nine chapters of 1 Chronicles is that the, the author is summarising the whole of the Old Testament storyline by, by pulling out and naming key characters in the story, which ultimately points us towards the promise of the coming Messiah through the lineage of David. 
And so as we read through this chapter, chapter four, just take a look at what happens. It says the sons of Judah, Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, and Shobal. Reah, the son of Shobal, fathered Jahath, and Jahath fathered Ahumai and Lahad. These were the clans of the Zorathites. These were the sons of Etam, Jezreel, Ishma, and Idbash. And the name of their sister was Hazalilaponi. Now there is a name if ever there was one. Hazalilaponi. And Peniel fathered Gedor, and Ezer fathered Husha. These were the sons of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the father of Bethlehem. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives, Hela and Nera. Nera bore him Ahuzam, Hepher, Temani, and Hashatari. Okay, and there were, these were the sons of Nara, the sons of Hela, Zereth, Izar, and Ethnan. Kaz fathered Anub, Zobabar, and the clans of Aharal, the son of Haram. List of name after name after name. And then the author gets to Jabez, the next name in this list, and, and almost feels like he has to pause and he's saying, oh, oh wait a minute, let me, just, let me just tell you about this guy. And then there's two verses about Jabez, and then it goes on. Caleb, the brother of Shuhar, fathered Mehir, fathered Eshton, and on and on and on for five chapters more of names. But it's just interesting to me that, that, that he pauses for this moment in this list of names to pull out just a little bit of detail about this one guy, Jabez. You know, I believe that the Bible is God-breathed. I believe that there, that there is nothing in this word of God that isn't there for a purpose. And so when the author pauses in the middle of a list of names to give some insight into one man, no matter how short that may be, we need to take note. We need to take note. So let's have a look at this prayer of Jabez. It says that Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my borders and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. You know, before I even start to highlight what's in the prayer, right there at the very beginning, before he starts to pray, it says that Jabez called on the God of Israel. That right there is gold in itself. Who did he turn to? He turned to God. He didn't look to, to man to help him. He didn't look to man to change his destiny. He called on God. No matter what you need, no matter what your circumstances, <clears throat> no matter what your circumstances, where you find yourself, don't look to man, look to God. We need to look to God first and foremost, our, our creator, our maker, Lord and ruler over our life, our loving father, Jehovah Jireh, the Lord, our provider. We need to look to God first. 
You know, Jabez knew that he could turn to God because he is the source of all our blessings. He's the source of everything that we need. In James chapter 1, it says that every good gift and every perfect gift is from God above. In Ephesians chapter 1, it says, Blessed be God and Father of Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. And in Matthew 21, it says, Ask in prayer. Whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So why does Jabez turn to, to God in prayer? Because he, he knows that God will listen. He knows that God will listen and will, will see the heart of this man crying out to him. And he wants to bless his child as any father would. So I want to encourage you first and foremost today, no matter what you need, no matter where you find yourself, don't look to man, look to God. You know, we can be tempted to to try and fix things ourselves. I say this quite a bit, but I'm a guy who likes to fix it. I like to try and do things in my own strength. and, And I know that that's not what I should do, and yet I still do it. But that's me looking to man. Even if that man is myself, I'm trying to fix things. Don't look to man. Look to God. You'll remember when the disciples asked Jesus to teach them to pray. They didn't ask him to teach them what to pray, but how to pray. And, and he begins with this example of these words. He says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. You know, so often our prayers can be, you know, we, we can be guilty of just coming to God with a shopping list of our needs. God, I need a, a relationship. God, I need a job. God, I need healing. Now don't hear what I'm not saying. Those things are good things to pray for and we should take everything to God in prayer. But before we begin to pray through a shopping list, we need to first and foremost put God in his proper place. We, before we seek God for things, we need to seek God. And so Jesus lays out this example to his disciples of how to pray. And he shows us that the first step in prayer is to acknowledge who God is. We need to acknowledge who God is and and who we are in relationship to him. He is our father and we are his children. You know, when you've been born again through faith in Jesus Christ, you become part of God's family and you can call him father. We know that that a father should be a source of of safety, of of provision and of protection. They should be filled with, with wisdom and they should be looking out for our best interests. And although maybe our earthly fathers fall short in, in some of these areas, these attributes describe God the Father perfectly. But then Jesus goes on, doesn't he? Our Father in heaven, yes, he's our Father, hallowed be your name. Hallowed be your name. 
Yes, we're sons and daughters of the heavenly Father, but he is also God. He is Lord of lords and King of kings. He is almighty God, the only one worthy to be praised, worthy of all honour and glory. And so as we acknowledge who God is, we look to him as our Father, but we also look to him as King and ruler over our lives. There is no man, no woman, no one on this world can compare to our God. And so whatever circumstances you find yourselves in, whatever it is that you, that you need, I encourage you, don't look to man who might be able to help you for, for a little bit, who might make things better for a time, but ultimately we need to look to God, our Father, our Protector, our provider. And so Jabez prays, doesn't he? He doesn't look to man, but he looks to God. He cries out to God and he says, oh, that you would bless me, that you would enlarge my border and that your hand might be with me and that you would keep me from harm so that it might not bring me pain. In this short one line prayer, I see four requests. He's asking for blessing. Go that you would bless me. He's asking for influence. Enlarge my borders. He's asking for the presence that God's hand would be with him. And he's asking for protection that God would keep him safe from harm. Blessing, influence, presence and protection. You know, the New King James Version puts it like this. It says, Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. And in Hebrew, when you add the word indeed onto a prayer like this, it's as if you're writing the word and then adding five exclamation marks at the end, or you're writing it in capital letters, making it bold and underlining it as much as you can. There is so much emphasis on this prayer when you say, oh God, bless me indeed. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. It's a bold prayer. It's a bold prayer. But, but here's a question for you. Is it a selfish prayer? Is it a selfish prayer? He's not praying for for world peace. He's not praying for an end to hunger or, or equality across the nations. He's not praying for blessings for, for someone else. He's saying, God, bless me. Bless me. You know, I think the, the meaning of that word bless or, or blessing over time has been watered down a bit. And, and so, you know, we pray to God that he would bless our marriages and bless our children and, and bless the food that we are about to receive and if someone sneezes then we say bless you and so perhaps when we read this this prayer of Jabez him asking God to bless him we don't really see the enormity of what Jabez is really asking for because he's not just saying Lord bless me help me to have a nice day it's not something low-key like that. To pray for God's blessings in the biblical sense is to ask for God's supernatural favour. 
for him to do something that we can't do. You know, Bruce Wilkinson wrote a book on the prayer of Jabez back in 2000, and he says this. He says that when we ask for God's blessing, we're not asking for for more of what we could get for ourselves. We're crying out for the wonderful, unlimited goodness that only God has the power to know about or give to us. It's the kind of, the, the kind of richness that, that the writer is referring to in Proverbs when he says, the Lord's blessing is our greatest wealth and all our works add nothing to it because there's nothing that we can do. When we pray for God's blessings, we're talking about him doing something that we can't do. We're saying, God, you move. God, you enter into this situation. And so why do I think that this prayer of Jabez isn't a selfish prayer? Well, it's because he leaves it wide open to God's interpretation. Oh God, bless me. Not, oh God, bless me with a new house, a new car, and an exotic holiday. He's not saying, God, bless me with a beautiful wife and an incredible family and a a long and happy life. No, the blessing that Jabez seeks is no more and no less than what God wants for him. What's he doing? He's, He's letting God take the lead. He's letting God take the lead. And I think this is a real example of of trust in God. Trust that that God wants the best for us, that he gives us good and perfect gifts, that what God has in store for us is exactly what we need right now in this moment. Oh God, bless me. And do you recognise this method of prayer, this kind of formula, if you will, because to me it reminds me of, of your kingdom come, your will be done. For me, I see this as a prayer of selflessness. Jabez is trusting in God. He is seeking God's blessings, yes, but he's praying for God's will to be done in his life rather than pushing forward his own agenda. What I see here is a man who is seeking first the kingdom of God. And and when we seek first the kingdom, we don't need to worry about our life, about practical things, about materialistic things. You know, when we pray through the the prayer of Jabez, when we read through this one-line prayer through a spiritual lens instead of a materialistic one, We see it's not God bless me with a shopping list of things, but bless me with whatever you think will benefit me the most. Why? To see your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. He's saying, God, what are you wanting to do in me and through me? And then bless me with your supernatural favour to see that done. That's how we should be praying this prayer. You know, the prayer of of Jabez is not a pathway to health, wealth, and prosperity. It's not a a formula or or a magic prayer. It's a heart attitude. You are God, 
and I am not. So bless me to do your will. Bless me to do your will. Jabez wasn't using this prayer as, as a formula to get something from God. He was, he was crying out to God for help, to help him accomplish all that God has called him to do. You know, we all need more of God's blessings. Blessings not, not to benefit us, but to, to be better equipped to advance God's kingdom here on earth. We need more provision. We need more spiritual gifting. We need more wisdom and greater understanding so that we can bless others with what God has given us. We need his direction. We need his help. It's nothing that we can do. You know, as I, as I was studying for this message, I was reminded of, uh, of Solomon, appointed to, to lead God's people. And, and God actually approached him and said, what do you want from me? What do you need? Ask me anything and I will give it to you. Solomon was given this incredible opportunity to, to ask God for literally anything. But what does he do? He makes this humble request that God would help him lead better. He says, for who by himself is able to govern this people of yours? And so God responds to him. Look at this in 1, in one Kings. <clears throat> God says, because you have asked for this and have not asked for yourself long life or riches or the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern what is right. Behold, I now do according to your word. Behold, I now give you a wise and discerning mind, so that none like you has been before you, and none like you shall rise after you. I give you also, this is the incredible thing, I give you also what you have not asked for, both riches and honour, so that no other king shall compare with you all your days. And if you will walk in my ways, keeping my statutes and my commandments as your father David walked, then I will lengthen your days. So he sought God with this humble request for, for wisdom and for discernment to, to lead God's people, and God granted him just that. But then he got so much more as well. You see, God wants to bless us. He is not a stingy God who is, who is holding back on us. But I think he's, he's often just waiting for us to ask with the right heart. We have this, this big God and we can and should be bold in asking for his blessings. You know, as James points out, God sees our heart and we get his attention when we ask for his blessings with the motivation to help others. What's your motivation in prayer? Our, our posture, our, our heart attitude is so important. What is your motivation? Is it, is it God bless me? Is it God fix all these things that I have got wrong or, or help me with this list of things that I need? Is it God bless me? Or is it God bless me to bless others? We shouldn't be looking for God to help us, but for ways in which we can help God. 
Not because he needs our help, but because we are chosen by him to carry out his mission here on earth. God calls us to be his hands and his feet to our family, our friends, our neighbours, our co-workers and, and everyone that we meet. So let's look to God. Let's seek him first. Let's ask him to bless us and then let him take the lead. Why don't we pray? So Father God, we thank you that you are not only a good father to us, but that you are king and ruler and Lord over our lives. And we acknowledge you, we recognize your rightful place in our lives. And we say, God, oh, that you would bless me. Oh, that you would bless me indeed. Not in a selfish way, not in a materialistic way, but in a, 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 a spiritual way that says, God, bless me so that I can be a blessing. Bless me with, with your supernatural wisdom and knowledge and discernment so that I can go and do what it is that you've called me to do. Bless me with everything. Equip me with everything that I need to carry out what you've called me to do. Because we believe that we have been put here for such a time as this, that you have called us out of something and into something greater. And, and if we're to walk in that, then God, we need you to bless us. So, oh God, bless me indeed. Amen and amen.